you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I have today a friend and a colleague, Ronald Hunt, who is a true Renaissance man. In addition to facilitating a meditation group, he's also a Reiki teaching master, he's NLP certified, and he is also a life coach. He's currently rolling out a graduation improvement course that combines all of this mindfulness with students and their teachers, the magic of the growth mindset which obviously isn't for those of us listening to this podcast, but I think that's really a, a neat, neat thing that he's doing to help people and help students and teachers. His greatest reward is having students tell him that he has changed their lives. Please welcome Ronald Hunt. Hi, Ron. I'm so honored to be, I'm so honored to be here, Susan. I'm, I, I'm to be on the Healthy Tips After 50 podcast. I would stop right right here for just a second and go, the growth mindset can be taught at any age, and it's life-changing and affirming for the people who actually adopt it. So it seems it's, we live in different times, and I know you, you personally, for a fact, have really developed your growth mindset over the last year. Yeah, I've been trying. I've certainly been trying. Got to keep that, keep that brain working, right? <laughs> Uh, the, bra- the brain is a muscle, and the more you work it, the more it expands. So one of the health tips that I would like to offer to your audience is to do something healthy for your brain every day, whether it's a, a crossword puzzle, a mm-hmm. Sudoku puzzle. Uh, we'll talk, I'm sure, in a few minutes about the magic of meditation and finding that place and to get into the space where you can meditate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am... I am a long-standing meditator, so I started, oh boy, how long ago was that? Um, I was, oh, wow, ooh, scary, over 35 (laughs) years ago or more, yeah, yeah, wow, scary, okay. We are our life's experiences, and it's amazing how all the things that we've learned mm. throughout our lives reused uh, in, in this new in this new chapter of our books. Oh yeah, no, no, I I totally agree, and I I also agree about the the growth mindset, right? Um, I think that's an issue at at all ages because there's a lot of people who just go, okay, I don't need to learn anymore. Or I'm too I'm busy. Gonna, I'm going to take. I, I I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there. Uh-huh. I'd like to take just one second to give a shout out to a book for your for your audience. It's oh. Mindset: The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck, and she studied the fixed versus growth mindset 
for 40 years and split tested. And it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. And it doesn't come in large print, but it does come on Audible. So this is something that will change people's lives if they're really in that rut. Wow, that's thank you for that recommendation. I'll have to look that up for myself as well, for sure. Yeah, okay, so why don't you um, tell us a little bit, I, boy, there's so many places to, to start. Tell us a little bit more just about yourself and how you use all of these different modalities that you have with the regular meditation, the Reiki, the NLP, and then, and then bringing all of that together into um, a life coach. Well, the amazing, amazing thing is that it just all kind of flowed together. Uh, by becoming a teaching master over a period of time, I would actually have to sit and contemplate for five, ten minutes at a time every day for over the course of a month. And when you start to do that, everything comes to you. Later on, when I became a life coach and a neuro-linguistic programmer, I found that it's the quiet spots where people can incorporate the thoughts in their subconscious. And this is a little something I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a five minute deep dive into the old parable that everyone says, you only use 10% of your brain. And the reason they say that is because that's your conscious mind. But your unconscious mind is 85 to 90% of your brain. That's always sending you negative messages. Don't do that. Don't take that risk. We can actually tame the subconscious through meditation and implant the positive outcomes that you already have in your mind but are afraid to bring up. So that's the magic, is to start breathing. I always say you start with breathing. You take a deep breath for four seconds. You hold it for four seconds. You release it over four seconds. You do this three times. This is how everybody learns to meditate and it becomes part of your practice of meditation. So once we do that, amazing things start happening to our body. Not only does our brain calm down, our blood pressure goes down, we become more at peace with ourselves, and we can start using our subconscious for good instead of evil. And this is where it all ties together. It's just a really magical place. One of the things that I've noticed is that all the really successful people I meet and I see interviewed in music, in art, in sports, they all practice meditation and gratitude. So there's something to it, and I'm just trying to help people harness that. No, I, I, I totally agree. Excuse me, with everything that you said. Um, and I think it's really interesting because the people who, when you mention meditation, will look at you like, oh, well, that's really hard. I mean, I, I don't think I could do that. I'm not sure, right? 
And it's always because they have a totally wrong view of it. And uh, absolutely. because absolutely. it really is, it's, it's, it's everything, right? If you're cooking, you're cooking a meal and you really get into it and, and time just slips away, it's, it's a meditation. If you go out and you absolutely. go for a run or you go for a walk, it's a form of meditation. And people think, don't put that together. I think that um, another thing we can also tie back here, here's something else that we can tie into all those walks. If we start taking those walks a couple times a week and we get to that daily walk, you're going to find a minute into your walk, you are calmer. And that is the mindful place where, you, where the space of meditation is taking hold in you. So there's another, there's another health benefit for you. Yeah. In, in your 10,000 steps, uh, running can be hard, especially when we're talking about an older population. Yes, this is true. Don't do this without your doctor's permission first. But almost everybody can walk. Uh, when I was recovering from ankle replacement surgery last year, I was out there with my walker every day. And uh, there was about, once, once I got to the end of the block and I knew I could make it around the block, I could relax my, my, my mind a little bit and let my body do what it had to do. And that's, that's the magic. We, we, we actually have all the answers for the most part inside us. We know the possibilities of our outcomes, but we don't always execute. And meditation allows you to breathe and visual, and this is the visualization part of NLP that I'm gonna get into for just a second. We can replace those negative thoughts with pictures of the positive outcomes. And then the steps necessary start coming to us without even too much conscious thought. And we've harnessed our subconscious. It takes a month, but isn't that a month of time well spent? Oh no, absolutely. Absolutely, I totally agree. So it's, um, well, and again, like I say, I think, I think that a lot of people just aren't even aware of the benefits. They hear it, and maybe, as you say, their conscious mind is saying, oh, okay, that might be nice to learn. I'll look at it sometime in the future. But they don't have that, that visceral, that, that inside knowledge about it and it's really not that hard it's it's called a practice for a reason it's because you do it every day or however you can i mean to start with that would be the best to get to that but however often you can do it that that's why it's called a practice it's just like playing tennis or anything else you have to practice it and then it becomes second nature Here's my simple three-step method. Okay. Say that again. Wait a minute. Brock, back up again. Start again. We missed that first part. Here's my simple three-step method. Start by breathing. Just as we, we talked about earlier, breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, release for four counts. Second, 
so move on to YouTube. Here are three people on YouTube that you can follow that will help you in meditation. Deepak Chopra, Pima Chodron, and Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is my hero. He combines being a medical doctor and all, the, all of his uh, modalities into his meditation practice. And he will get you to visualize what you're going to do. And this is, again, something you can do while cooking, while, you know, while changing the sheets, while doing laundry, because there's a free app on your cell phone. You, the UC, UCLA Mindful app. And it's in Spanish and in English. And it will help you get started. And we're doing this all consciously. We're all introducing this while we're living our lives. It's not taking up any of our time. If I can get you to put down Wheel of Fortune for half an hour, you can find the time to do this. And the third thing, and I think this is very important, is you're going to start feeling the quiet in yourself. And you're going to become comfortable with that. And your thoughts, your subconscious, are just going to start flowing organically over yourself while you're sitting in a quiet meditation. And that's it. That's three steps. And it's going to feel a little awkward at first. Every, every, everything that, that we do to change our lives always feel a little awkward at first. And also, our subconscious is going to fight us because that's what's keeping us safe. That's what's keeping us from changing and taking any chances. So we need, we need to get into the subconscious and start using it for our own personal good. Yeah. Three step. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. And I know you and I have talked before about the UCLA Mindful app and how, how wonderful it is with all of those. It's uh, awesome. Yes, yes. Yes, I've actually, I have recommended that to other, some other people as well. So, so what we've done in, in a very short period of time, we've given you free resources. We've given you a quick win that you can go out, sample meditation, and start seeing what it can do for your life. If you've got high blood pressure, it's it, it's going to reduce your blood pressure, and what what a, what a beautiful thing that will be when when you can sit down with your doctor in in four weeks or six weeks and they tell you your blood pressure is down and you don't have to take medication anymore. At that point, that money that you save on medication, maybe you'll go out and buy a meditation book or a Buddha for your for your little meditation space. It's it's beautiful when I when I get people to stop smoking. Uh, or drinking with uh, my with life coaching and uh, the NLP, they always go. I don't have any money for that. And I said, How much does a pack of cigarettes cost you? You 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 will find that you're going to save enough money in medication, and it, and your just your stress level is going to be so reduced. Your exercise is going to be better because you're going to breathe better you'll find that you could be able to walk longer and more comfortably. It's really, really affirming to people 
It helps with all sorts of conditions. Uh, we've had reports of people being helped by arthritis. Mm. And uh, let's see, diabetes has, has, we've seen reductions in blood sugar in people over a very short period of time. Again, three to five weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I um, again, I, I agree. There's, and I can always tell, even in my own life, when I'm not meditating enough. You know? I, I remember it might have been a couple of weeks ago when we talked, and you might have said, Ron, are you meditating? And it's like, not enough. But, but the whole secret is I, there are times where I'm practiced enough where I can sit down for a minute or two minutes or five minutes and get the full effect of meditation. When you start, when I started, it took me at least 10 minutes to get to that state. So it does improve as you become more knowledgeable about, about the science of it and the spirituality of it. You, whenever, whenever we start something new, we have to believe first. So this is totally non-threatening to you. Your subconscious is gonna fight you just on general principle. But isn't it going to be an amazing thing when you hear your subconscious and you can actually identify and go, that's my subconscious trying to stop me from doing this. And that will put you more in control of your lives. And isn't that what we all want is to have a little more control of our lives? Yes. And I, and I think the other, the other piece of it is that it also makes you more open to your life and open to the good things that can come into your life. Um, and when you were talking, I, I was thinking about in, in, in Buddhism, when you sit meditation and, and you can't get your mind to, to calm down, they always called it the monkey mind. And it was always your monkey mind that were com was coming up and you'd have to kind of talk your monkey mind down a little bit <laughs> to be able to get into that that place but again that becomes a part of the practice as well so that you can you can do that um, and you know one of the things that helps with that is is what I see you doing right now in, our, in the video is um, having your pet there your dog and um, to just be with a pet that also helps in calming your, ma your mind down and your subconscious as well. Here, here's, a, here's a tip for your audience. Google the five best dog breeds to have if you're depressed. There are actually, are, there's actually science now that shows you which dogs will cheer you up the most. And poodles and pugs and Labradors made that list. Um, dogs, huh. dogs or any pets are wonderful therapy for everybody. Yeah. Oh no, ab ab absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, um, a, a kind of meditation that I like to teach as well, which I, I learned from somebody else. Um, and that I call it the, the love meditation and the love place meditation and and it's a really wonderful thing to try and and do that first too when you 
first sit down to do your meditation because it really helps you center yourself. And that's to either, you know, go into your heart, either think about just about yourself and sending yourself love, or you think about your pet or one of your kids or your husband or wife or significant other partner, whatever happens to apply. And think about just, you know, them giving you a hug or you're just looking at them sometimes and feeling that. And if you just feel that and go into that feeling and, and really sit with that for a minute or two and then go into your meditation, that can bring you right into it. It also works really well when you're under a lot of stress or pressure, even just out in the world, to take that 30 seconds or a minute and just center yourself. Um, and a lot of people are always like, well, what does that mean? And here, here's a way to do it. Just, just send yourself I love. Totally. I agree totally. And just like everything else in life, when I teach productivity, I'll build a couple minutes of mindfulness. Here's a secret that a lot of employers don't understand. If you actually worked for 45 minutes and take a five minute break and do something conscious with your unconscious, you are going to be more productive the next hour than if you hadn't taken that five minute break. Because of the, because of the centeredness, and I, I love the love meditations because that combines the meditation and the gratitude that we discussed earlier. Um, Pima Children has a whole series on that. Yes. Again, as as you develop your meditation practice, maybe you'd like to take a course with her. I think that would be awesome. But why not take advantage of her materials first? Oh yeah. Well, and she's got some wonderful, wonderful books. Um, I've read every, I've read every one of them. I mean, they're just, I, I've been to a number of her lectures cause she, she actually, before she moved back to Nova Scotia, she was actually at the Berkeley, um, yes. Berkeley center. And it's, um, she's, she's, I, yeah, I just wordless. <laughs> she's so wonderful. <laughs> Um, and you and you look at her life and the tragedy, and what meditation has done to overcome that, and it's just amazing to me. Again, um, here's something for 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 a lot of people. We've all had traumatic experiences. I was physically traumatized when I shattered my ankle. Uh, many people have been spiritually and psychologically traumatized by events in their past. Meditation will help you set, uh, put that in a place where you can look at it, but it won't control you any longer because, because it, it helps clean, it helps clean your, your heart and your soul. It's just something that I would like your listeners to, to try to incorporate into their day and uh, I do have one or two meditations online. If you want to go to YouTube, Ronald Hunt, there will be more uh, because I'm rolling out meditations for all the students in the new program. And I, I believe in open sourcing everything because I'm in it to change people's lives. I'm, I don't need 
I don't need the financial validation of, of the, of the, that other people might need. I'm blessed. Yeah. Oh no, that, that would, that would be great. And, um, you can send me, you know, some of those links and I'll put them in the show notes for people as well so they can go to go to it um and something else i that i thought of as well when you were talking earlier was just to throw out there that deepak chopra is also a medical doctor yes and right right now he's running a 28-day challenge with oprah oh is um, he okay he is and uh i have not been 100 percent compliant i'm holding up my hand but I've managed to sit down a couple times a week and listen to Oprah introduce and talk about mindfulness and go straight into Deepak Chopra. And it's just, it's an amazing experience. And that's something that I wish for all of your audience. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, I, wow, just thinking of, I have, I have listened to the two of them over the years when they've done interviews and discussions and and things and it's oprah is just i i love oprah i think she's absolutely incredible and i love deepak Pro, chopra for sure but oprah just is is her generous her no generosity of spirit is just i don't want to say overwhelming because that's a negative word to all of us but it just fills you it just kind of fills you with joy. It's she's a pretty amazing person. Uh, she has given some of the best speeches um, wow. ever seen. I, I, I it just, it's always amazing to me that uh, people think that Michael Jordan and Oprah and Tony Robbins were just born uber successful, and they were all born into such tragic conditions and had had setbacks but because they all have the growth mindset they <laughs> they they become who they were they are it's just amazing right. amazing it it's i wish for your audience that whenever you see someone uh, one of the things that meditation will take away from you is jealousy. I people are jealous of Oprah and her success, and they, it's it's not about success for her. It's a it's about helping people one at a time, and if and that's something that you'll find in your hearts as you go forward and meditate. What a beautiful beautiful thing that is. No, I, I totally agree. And I, and I want to point out as well that all those people that you mentioned, and I, I agree on every one of them, they were not born with that, right? I mean, they, they were in that all of us are born with it within us. And, you know, with enough um, learning, if you want to call it that, or some people it's just a, an awakening, Right, something will happen, and it'll all of a sudden it'll all be there. But that's it's something that they all learned, and they learned them. If you look at all of their stories, it's something they learned from somebody. They can almost to to a one say, "This is the person 
that I that woke me up that I learned that from and sometimes it's somebody they met when they were 15 years old and sometimes it's somebody they met when they were in their 20s or 30s but it's the same process they've been through the same the same thing and it just opened opened their minds and their hearts it's a wonderful thing you can when when I meditate I can see colors I, I can see mm. purple and white and blue when I'm in a deep meditation I have a spirit animal that comes and joins me. It's a white wolf. And it just is just one of those beautiful, beautiful things that you evolve into. It didn't start that way. And that's, that's what I want to share with people. Meditation, as I said, let's, let's do a little bit while we're cooking, while we're clean, while we're in. I mean, we live in amazing times. Maybe you've got internet in your car. Instead of listening to people yelling at each other on the radio and getting you upset, you can listen to a meditation. Don't zone out. You know, pay attention to your driving. But we can fill in those little moments, a uh, 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 transactional time where it's just us and uh, and, a, and a pair of headphones at the gym, and and start changing our lives. And it's just magical. We were all born with such curious spirits. We all had the capacity, and uh, some of the studies that I'm working on right now, children who are considered disabled or don't learn the same way as other children, they're still brilliant in their ways. It's just a matter of reaching them the way that they need to learn. So we all have the capacity to learn to meditate. And we all have the capacity to learn. It's just amazing to me that we allow people to fall into these either comfortable mindsets where they're successful and they won't take chances or they, they get one bad test result. And all of a sudden, immediately because of this fixed mindset, they think they're a failure. And they're not a failure. Again, through meditation, I can ask people to remember the last five tests they took, that they all did well on. And we can figure out why they didn't do well on this one test. It's not because they were a failure. It's because they didn't change one variable or reinforce one method of studying that is successful for them. It's amazing to me that we take all the joy of learning sometimes and we lose it a course of time and we need to get it back and meditation is our way back to it yeah oh no i i i totally agree i think a lot of us something comes up in our lives and our first reaction is oh my god i don't know what to do or oh my god what am i going to do about this right instead of taking a breath calming down a little bit and saying, okay, what's the problem? Does it look like some other problem I've solved before? Um, exactly. And if not, you know, what pieces of it and work through, you know, well, what's the first thing I need to do, right? And taste to one thing at a time. Here's, here's another suggestion for your audience. If you don't, if you've never been through this problem before, find a champion, your best friend, someone you know, 
know somebody in this field, reach out, get that personal introduction. Uh, it might be a life coach. I, I love helping people. I, do, I even sit down and I do accountability coaching with people where they get an email Monday and a phone call on Thursday because some people need that. But in the, in the interim, I can see what their issue is and give them three possible solutions that they can start back engineering the steps to, to, change, to change their issue. And we, we never say people have problems. I have a problem. If, if, you, if I can relate to you, I have that problem, but we're gonna work on your challenge. So don't tell yourself, if, if, if you're going to not tell that to other people, don't beat yourself up and say, I've got a problem, I can't solve this. What you have is a challenge and someone you know, or someone who is, you know, one degree away from you, knows how to fix that problem. And you can also find that on YouTube at this point. But if you go to YouTube, if you go to YouTube, look to see who has a million hits or 500,000 hits. Don't click on the person who's got 26 hits and wants to sell you a course for $79.99. It's not that, it's a simple system. People need to start Googling better and they need to start looking at how many positive interactions people have on social media. It's not that hard, folks. Right, I, I agree, I agree. And I, and I think that we all have become too reliant on, <clears throat> well, what do I do about this? and you go and we look it up. Instead of going back into our own experience of have we done something that's similar, right? And then, and then if you really, if it really is something that you can't deal with, then yeah, then you can Google it or you can ask some friends or, or whatever. But first off, you know, take, sit down and take a look at what it is that you're trying to do. What, what's the issue? What's the challenge? Where do you need to go? Where do you need to be? So, yeah, I I um I agree with that. So, I don't know if that's me or you. I keep hearing. <laughs> that's okay. It, it is not I. It is not I, you. Okay. No. <clears throat> so, I'd like to close it up by yep. by saying that. Um, Meditation allows one to be comfortable with who they are while acknowledging who they would like to evolve toward. It helps us make friends with ourselves. It, it's just one of those magical, magical moments that you will find very quickly once you start meditating. Here's something else you can do. If you can't do it by, if you're having trouble starting by yourself, go to uh, a meetup.org uh, website and put meditation or group meditation in the search bar. And you'll find 20 little groups of people just like you, of all ages or of seniors, uh, and where people meet once a week to sit down and talk about and practice meditation. And most of these are free. Again, let's start with free. 
I, I would love you to go to a retreat in Hawaii with, with William Rand that I haven't been, been able to afford yet, okay? If you get to be fantastic at this. And, and the other cool thing that I'd like to leave everybody with is that once you learn to meditate, you're going to teach someone else how to meditate. And if we all sit down and start meditating across the world, we'll all be healthier, we'll all be happier, and we will have no wars. So I, yep. I'd, like to, I'd like to leave it on that note. It was awesome talking to your audience. I, I can't wait to hear more of the Healthy Tips After 50 podcast. And I would like to thank you, Susan, for having me on today. Hey, Ron, it has been my pleasure, totally, always to, to meet up and, and talk with a uh, fellow traveler here. Um, so I... If, if, your, if your audience loves this, we'll talk about Reiki energy healing next time. There you go. There you go. You got a deal for sure. So thank you very much. And um, I just thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, and I'm sure that the, my audience does as well. Thank you again. Namaste. Namaste. Okay, so that's the end of this week's interview podcast with Ron Hunt. And I hope that you all really enjoyed it and that you can do some meditation and learn some, from some of the tips that Ron shared with all of us. I want to remind everybody that this is not a medical advice podcast, and I am not a doctor. If you are having any kind of a health issue, please go and talk to your own doctor and get their medical advice. Okay, so I have some more interviews that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks. I am hoping that you guys are really enjoying them. And I will look forward to telling you a little more about that later on, as well as um, asking if any of you have signed up previously for my email blasts on my website. Um, I've been getting a lot of spam, and so I am going back through and trying to clean up my list. And if you haven't received any emails lately, that's why. So I am working on that and I'm hoping to get out my email blast again starting this week. Okay, that's it. I will talk to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.